Sam, usually about this time in the service, he will let you know about an insert where you can follow along with his notes during the sermon. So uh, those, that insert was made before Pastor Sam knew he was not going to make it today. So you can draw on that. You can make a paper airplane later. I personally recommend looking at it later today and filling in the notes and just guessing what he would say. I bet you could figure some of them out, and it might be a good Bible study for you. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, I pray that you will speak to us through this message this morning. I pray that we will leave here uh, being more focused on you uh, than when we came in. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So before I read the scripture, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why I'm telling you about this one. Because this is something that I struggle with myself. Um, for those of you that don't know me well, before I worked for a church, I was a 911 uh, dispatcher near Tampa, Florida. I did that for about 10 years, would answer emergency phone calls. Um, now I can tell you there can be very scary calls, real emergencies that come in. There might be some funny calls uh, and everything in between. But there's something else that 911 operators have that many people don't know about. We have a non-emergency line, all right? So the emergency line people call when they're in crisis. A non-emergency line they would call just to tell me how much they did not like me. Um, they might call to say how much they don't like the police, how much they don't like a certain firefighter. But it was never anything good that came through our non-emergency line. And this was back almost 20 years ago. So imagine, this is 22, 23-year-old me. I was not as friendly back then. And when someone would call on that non-emergency line, and they would say very hateful things to me, I would sometimes, when they would hang up, I would say very terrible things about them. I would say what I wanted to happen to them, and I would say all sorts of terrible things. And I remember this from almost 20 years ago. My good friend at the time, Kevin Shelley, said this. He said, um, instead of getting so angry and worked up, why don't you say a silent, quick prayer for them and don't let them, don't let them ruin your focus, all right? And he was right, because if I let someone on that non-emergency line ruin my focus, guess what? Somebody might call with a real emergency and really need my help, and uh, I've lost my focus and I might mess up because I'm so angry. Don't let somebody else, don't let anger ruin your focus. There's only one other thing in life that I know a little bit about. One of them was 911 dispatching. The other one is I like to run. Uh, actually, when Pastor Sam let me know he was not going to make it today, I was actually running a race in Atlanta when I got the text uh, this weekend. So um, Dave Wilson uh, taught me everything about running. Uh, many of you here know Dave Wilson. Uh, he taught me so much about running. And here's what he taught me. That half of it is physical, the other half is mental, right? So, and this is all about keeping my focus, and that's what Dave taught me. So if, I, if I'm training to run for a big race, a long race, long distance, he would tell me when you're training, you can't focus on that pain in your foot. I can't focus on discomfort. I have to keep my eyes on my goal, keep my eyes, keep my focus where it's supposed to be. And Dave Wilson taught me so much about focus and keeping that focus. And not letting discomfort, not letting other distractions, not letting a to-do list ruin me from that focus. And I bring all of that up because there's somebody in the Bible named Peter, and he learned how to keep his eyes on Jesus. 
which is what I'm trying to learn how to do myself, is keep my eyes on Jesus. We've been talking at, uh, about this same passage, and we talked about some of these questions at our church service that we have at the Back 40 on Tuesday nights. Uh, this same exact passage. And, and Peter, I think because he learned how to keep his eyes on Jesus, we later see in the book of Acts that he actually prays for someone and raises someone from the dead. We see him hang out with somebody that was considered uh, unclean. They were a tanner in the community. And we see Peter, because he kept his eyes on Jesus, reach out and love to that person as well. So I want to read this passage where Peter learned about focus, where Peter learned about keeping his eyes on Jesus. And I hope it challenges you as much as it challenges me. This is Matthew 14, verse 22 through 30. And I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. Right then, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side of the lake. While he dismissed the crowds, when he sent them away, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. Everything came and he... Every, everything, every, I'm sorry, evening came and he was alone. Meanwhile, the boat fighting a strong headwind was being battered by the waves and was already far away from land. Very early in the morning, he came to the disciples walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. They were so frightened they screamed. Just then Jesus spoke to them. Be encouraged. It's me. Don't be afraid. Peter replied, Lord, if it's you, order me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got out of the boat and was walking on water towards Jesus. But when Peter saw the strong wind, he became frightened. He began to sink. He shouted, Lord, rescue me. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him, saying, you man of weak faith. Why did you begin to have doubts? When they got into the boat, the wind settled. Then those in the boat worshipped Jesus and said, You must be God's son. So in this reading, I see Peter getting scared. At first he sees Jesus, and he trusts Jesus, and he starts to walk out on the water. But then he gets nervous, uh, the waves start coming, and it's just too much. He, he tries to look to something else for help other than Jesus. He gets distracted. And like I said to you, when I was a 911 dispatcher, what made me lose my focus on Jesus was getting angry with people, right? Uh, with running, what makes me lose my focus is the same thing with things in life. Discomfort, pain, when those things come, I get my eyes off of Jesus. And for Peter here, I think it was fear. Fear is another thing that makes us keep our eyes off of Jesus. I've been reading a lot of articles recently about uh, just churches, all, not just Methodists, but all different types of churches, and church growth and decline, right? Because you want to be a growing church. You want to be a church that's reaching out. Um, I came to the conclusion, this is just my conclusion, that a church uh, starts to decline when they take their focus, their eyes off of Jesus, right? Because if a church takes its eyes off of Jesus, it's going to become self-centered, um, it's, it's only going to reach out to a, a small community uh, of people who are exactly like them. Uh, they're going to become very self-centered. They also are going to start to obsess over money and not worry about missions or helping those in need. They're just going to worry about, is everything okay right here? Um, and, and, and obsess about money and worry about it. And as I was thinking about that situation, I thought, wait, that's me too. The same thing I just said about churches, that's for me too. Uh, that's personal. 
Because when my eyes are not on Jesus, do you know who I care about? Just me. That's all I care about is myself. The people that I hang out with, my friend group, is going to get really, really small when my eyes are not on Jesus. When my eyes are on Jesus, I'm reminding, I'm reminded of who Jesus reached out to and how big that circle was, right? Um, also, when my eyes are not on Jesus, I worry about my own finances, and, that's, and I can obsess about it and stress and worry. When my eyes are on Jesus, I'm not only concerned about my needs, but I'm concerned about my neighbors. I'm concerned about the financial well-being of those in my community. When my eyes are on Jesus... I'm reminded that I have a plank in my own eye, that because Jesus said that, that, get the plank out of your own eye. I'm reminded that I have all these things in my own life that I need to take care of before I judge anyone else. I'm reminded of who Jesus loves when my eyes are on him, and he loved everybody. I'm reminded that Jesus, when he got angry, he, he got angry with the religious folks, and he still loved them, too. When my eyes are on Jesus... My focus is right. I can think clearly. I can move towards the goal. So Peter, I said, Peter was scared when the waves came. And I think that's true for me, too. You see, when times are good, it's easy for me to focus on Jesus. When things are just a little bit stressful, I can keep my eyes on Jesus sometimes. But with Peter, when those waves really started rocking and it got really stressful, guess what I do? I'm going to take my eyes off Jesus a little bit, and I'm going to look for help and comfort in other places that are not him. So here's the questions, and we asked these same exact questions at the back 40 a couple weeks ago. What distracts you from keeping your eyes on Jesus? What is it that distracts you from keeping your eyes on Jesus? I can tell you that for myself, um, it's... It's helpful for me to keep up with what's going current in the news, right? I feel like I should be relevant. I should know what's going on in the world, know how to pray for people, how to help people. But if I keep the news on too long and I obsess over it, I will start to worry. I will start to feel hopeless, and I will take my eyes off of Jesus. Also, if I don't take care of myself physically um, and I overwork, get overstressed, I will take my eyes off of Jesus. That's mine. What is yours? What practices help you keep your eyes on Jesus? What is it that you do in your daily life that helps you keep your eyes on Jesus? You might say Bible study. You might say coming to uh, pray in the sanctuary with our prayer team. Um, I don't know what it is for you, but what helps you keep your eyes on Jesus? If you don't have a practice that helps you keep your eyes on Jesus, I want you to pray about it and think about it and apply something to your life to help you focus. Here's another question. I gave a story about my friend Kevin Shelley and how he helped me focus on Jesus by saying a short, simple prayer when I'm angry or frustrated with someone. I ask you, have you ever done that? And if you haven't, will you? Here's the last question. Peter, stepping out onto the water, took courage. Jesus was calling Peter, and Peter steps out in courage. I ask you, is Jesus calling you to step out of the boat in courage to do anything? If so, what is Jesus calling you to do? Let's pray. Loving God, 
I pray that no matter what we're going through, whether it's good times, difficult times, whatever it may be, times of discomfort, times of pain, I pray that you will help us focus on you and not lose sight of who you are, that we will not lose sight of how much you love us and how much you call us to love others. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we prepare for this time of communion, I would ask you to open your hymnals to page 12.